Hello everybody, welcome to this week's Retro Rewind, where Dave and I are going to another... Out of this world? Yes, that's right, we are playing, or we have played, another world known in the US, also known to Dave as out of this world so we're 50 50 we can't quite decide on what the real va- game name is so i'm going to refer to it as another world i would like to refer to it from now on as we may have to acronym this down but the crappy game i got for christmas instead of the game that i asked for okay okay i don't know the acronym for that but i say we work on it crappy game for to goof I say we put it on a hat and <laughs> let it go. So, Another World, it was released in 1991 on the Amiga and the Atari ST, and then over the years, as you might have heard in the mid-year review that we recorded and released a few... Months ago weeks now. ago now? Months. months ago? I think months. It was, it's been released on a myriad of platforms since then, so I'm going to go through them in order just off the wiki page. So we've got the Apple II, PC on DOS, SNES and Genesis in 91, 3DO in 94, Mobiles in 95, uh, 2005 and 2006, Windows again, a 15th anniversary in 2006, iOS in 2011, Android in 2012, Windows again for the 20th anniversary in 2013. The Atari Jaguar in 2013, the 3DS and the Wii U in 2014, the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Vita and Xbox One in 2014, and the Switch in 2018. And so, like the hatred of mankind, this will not die. It will not die, and this, we'll get into it in more detail later, but it forms the backbone for what a lot of the conversation might revolve around, is why? (laughs) 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 Why? So, my history with this game, again, I went over it on the mid-year review. I have owned this on nearly all of those platforms. I had it on the Atari ST. I had it for DOS. I had it on my Symbian phone when Symbian was a thing. I've got an iPad. I have no idea what a Symbian is. Um, It was the old Nokia operating system. Oh. The first kind of smartish type operating then system what's it was that called sex Symbian. toy called for women uh, that is also a Symbian but okay I thought it sounded um, remarkably close yeah it's <laughs> the same thing so if you are wanting to google Symbian please add mobile operating system <laughs> to not. the search it's up to you really or, or, or not it is completely up to you um, so I, I've owned it in all these devices. I have never once completed it. I've never completed it. The game has always... It's got a point where I can't... Fi- I've, I've never resorted to using a walkthrough. It's not a long game. I've, I've never, ever, ever had the grit or determination or the bravery or the, the, the want or the thirst to finish it. And this game asks quite a lot of you in its playthrough it's it's quite it's a challenge to get through for so very 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 many reasons so my history has been that up until yesterday when I sat down and in one session completed it congratulations sir Woo! Uh, and that that be that Dave what is your history well as you may have guessed by my subtle dialogue 
I really don't like this game at all. And I got it for a Christmas. I can't remember exactly what year it was. So I want to say it was like closer towards 93, 94, maybe in there. But um, yeah, I got it for the Super Nintendo. And the one thing I do want to talk about is the difference between the versions, Craig. But I hated it straight out of the gate. Just just absolutely hated it. Uh-huh. And then I tried to pawn it off and trade it for stuff with a lot of people. And nobody wanted it after they played uh-huh. it. So I was stuck with Out of This World until I managed to find a pawn shop. And then I traded it probably towards a Mega Man game or something good. And that that's my history. That... That's a, a sad, sad history <laughs> for, according to the releases, what must be one of the best games out there. Oh, of course. Just one of the best, Craig. What did you play one of the best games on? Uh, the PlayStation 4. I would imagine that's probably like a straight PC port. It's the 20th anniversary version, which is completely redrawn, sprite for sprite. Oh, that would have been nice. And includes uh, a new layer background so say for example underground in the old version when you were in the underground portions Mm -hmm. it was a black background this has a bit of depth drawn into it with rocks and other things going off into the distance so it adds a wee bit to the the feeling of it and you can also do the flick between old and new oh that's always cool in any game yeah yeah i really like that so kind of like the um when they redid a flashback like that kind of level of redrawing it was completely and utterly it was as if someone had taken some the the guy's face that used to consist of four pixels and made it consist of 16 pixels it had the same flat simple shape look to it it was just cleaned up sharpened up you know that's all really actually the one word would be sharpened up the color palette is very much the same Every, okay. the feel of it's very much the same it's just that it's a little bit sharper right. sorry to interrupt you there it's quite alright so the game starts off with one of the, the greatest intros to any game I've ever seen it's one of the best cars I've Ferrari ever seen <laughs> slides up it's odd isn't it it slides up into view and a scientist goes in and is clearly running some sort of proton acceleration type experiment I'm not entirely sure of the physics behind it but think like that thing that's buried in Switzerland what's it called Swiss people the large hadron collider oh jeez <laughs> um hold on I would like oh yeah the hadron thing yeah I would like to take a moment here just to delve a little deeper into the lore of this game so he's obviously a scientist yes yes he is what kind of scientist drives a Ferrari Craig uh, the kind that runs their own physics company that can afford a large hadron collider. I think if you can afford <laughs> to bury seventeen miles of pipe underground, you can afford a Ferrari. So, I mean, I think that betrays the narrative thrust of this game, Craig, because you're meant to think it's a man who is just an average Joe thrust into another world, but it's not. It's like throwing Bruce Wayne into another world. The dude will be fine. Ah, oh, no, it's, it's not like throwing Bruce Wayne. It's like throwing Bill Gates into another world. Oh, I'm sure he would be fine, too. He would I actually be fine as well. Have you seen him jump over a chair? Bill Gates can jump over a chair from <laughs> a stand and start right the way over high back chair. Oh, now see, I just watched the videos of him kicking slugs, and he did pretty admirable at it. Oh, oh right, that. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, Dave, back on track. Sorry. Something goes wrong with your experiment and you are portaled away to another world. There's just a smoking 
ball of smoke where you, where you were previously sitting. Smoking from ball this of point smoke. Onwards, a smoking ball of smoke. From this point onwards, you are in control of the player and your various controls are ducking, kicking, and other context-specific things, which we can get onto the controls later. Mm-hmm. And you're just left. You're left to figure out what to do. So at that point, if you stand there for too long, you die. If you run to the right and accidentally get caught by a slug, you die. With their terrible one tooth. That tooth With is their terrifying. One tooth, yeah. Um, uh, if you run even further, there's a wolf thing. And no, wait. if it catches you, you die. Wait. Yes. A wolf thing? You think that looks like a wolf? Whatever. Because I always had it pictured as a gorilla. Beast type thing? I thought it was more like a... Like the beast from Beauty and the Beast. A wolf wolf with big shoulders type thing, maybe? Maybe. I don't... It's an alien, Dave. It's an alien. (laughs) Look, for scientific cataloging, we need to know what the Earth analogy for this is. Okay? Uh, uh, Like a cross between a lion and a buffalo. I'm still thinking gorilla. So, audience, okay, and a gorilla. if you would like to weigh in on this, please do hit us up and tell us whether it's a gorilla or a wolf-type Disney monster. Uh, and the winner will receive a bag of Haribo. Who? Like worms or go. bears? Bears, gold bears, God, heathen. Oh, okay. so which is anything but gold bears? Wait, 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 wait. This is a little off track, but what's wrong with worms? Well, they're kind of odd-shaped for chewing, aren't they? Whereas gold bears, you can just fist mouthfuls <laughs> of them. A nice your... handful of them. Okay, but uh, <laughs> yeah. now, now here at my local grocer, sir, we have the choice between Lego blocks that are gummy, butterflies, mm-hmm. octopus, or dolphins. Uh-huh. Would you like to weigh oh. in on any of those? Because personally, I like gummy <sighs> gummy octopuses. I Oddly enough, I would go with the octopuses as well. They seem, an octopus would have the right shape to put it in your mouth eating a dolphin doesn't seem right okay and a butterfly doesn't seem too manly enough an octopus has got the right level of everything and you can very slowly bite off each one of its legs kind of like animal crackers so you know what whoever wins I will send you a small bag of gummy octopus puss's pie whatever they're called (laughs) anyway so so this starts your adventure you are Trying to figure out, I suppose, screen by screen, what to do. You're very quickly captured once you escape the the bear buffalo wolf. And Gorilla. you have to get out of your cage. At this point, you have an interaction with one of these aliens, which is, I think it's unofficially, his name is Buddy. Um, so you and Buddy have to escape this compound that's got slavery and a coliseum and it's got a very kind of like Roman feel to it with slaves and, and fighting to the death and all that. I don't know. You get no idea where you are. It's never Nothing's ever explained where you are but that's the kind of feel you've got to it. And you've got to do a runner. Uh, the only other gameplay mechanic is once you have this interaction you then have a gun which has three modes. You can fire, you can create a shield or you can shoot a big ball of shield-killing Yeah, the blob shot. Uh, plasma. Yeah. Um, Let's say plasma. That sounds You generally physics-y. always want to have a shield up if you're in a firefight with something. I mean, yeah. unless you can really get a quick first shot off, you're going to be putting up a shield and having a good old 1960s shootout. Yep. And the, the, the main thing to think remember about this game, if you're going to 
tackle it is you will die a lot the it doesn't make you backtrack too much it's normally only a screen or two back you have to go but if you run into a screen and so an enemy appears behind you more often than not you don't have enough time to turn put up a shield or shoot or anything that's going to kill you you then the next time you run into that screen you've got to know to drop a shield and run behind it before the enemy comes into the screen it's that kind of it's, mechanic to it. It's very much a game you will never complete on your first shot ever. It's no. it does not rely on your reflexes at all. It'll just you have to either use a guide or die a whole bunch of times to see what's coming up next. Yeah. Um oddly enough in this I found there is a trophy for dying one hundred times through the playthrough. Which I achieved about Good halfway man. through the game. Yes. Naturally. <laughs> Uh, oh, very naturally, very, okay, very yeah. naturally. And horrifyingly, so it's quite gruesome in places. Some of the enemy types, one of them is a big mouth in the ground, which it, to me sounds terrifying, but the thing eats you and you just get this flash of teeth consuming you, full screen thing, and it kills you. It's not the nicest thing to experience. Another part, you are trying to jump across uh, a big gap you can plummet maybe seven stories and you just see very quickly screen after screen loading and you dropping down before you get a, a dull thud <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> and it is just you just think oh that happened and it happens and happens and you die and you die and you die and it it's quite harrowing to put this guy Lester through this uh, personally, um, I you, am did, I'm a fan of the uh, ceiling tentacles. I like that death. That's oh, a good death. Yeah, yeah. I, I, part of it, a lot of the, the the reason why I like this game and it's still relative... Oh, I'm not going to say too much, but the, the reason why it still intrigues me is because you don't have any story behind it. You've got to make the most of what you can and you know what's going on without any narrative at all. You know... You're on another planet. Everything, including the terrain, is trying to kill you. And your friend Buddy is trying to escape just like you are. And and everything else you've got to attack or kill or deal with in some way. And it's kind of nice in that sense that you know, as horrible it is to do all those things, you know what you're supposed to do. (laughs) All right, there's where we're going to start the disagreements, old buddy. (laughs) I wondered... I wondered when we were going to disagree. Because there is no way in hell that you know, oh, I have to shoot out the base of this rock, even though I am pretty sure you never shoot anything even remotely close to that to achieve a puzzle. It's just this one rock in this one place you can shoot, and it tilts it up. Uh Uh-huh. How do you know that without walking around shooting everything in sight? You don't. One of this the is the I'm not, of all I'm, time. I'm, Dave, I'm not disagreeing with you. I do not like this aspect of it. This, the, like that example there, and, and a few of the other things, is so. At one point, you're underground, and you're underground for a considerable amount of time because you flooded the place and you kept on drowning. When you go underground, there's a wall that you can shoot, which then lets the water drain out. Yes, but there is absolutely no way in <laughs> hell that you know you have to do that. There's just it's there's no way that you know to do it without a cheeky Google. Now, see, I am under. I don't like this, and I don't understand why it still gets praised today. But I understand it 
because in well, I'm sorry, when was it released again? 90, 89, 91? 91. 91. Yeah. In 91, if you released a game that was a half hour long, nobody would buy it. So I get that you need these really obtuse puzzles to get people to play your game for longer than the half hour it takes to complete if you know everything. Mm -hmm. So if everything was nice, logical puzzles, you would have people buying this game for whatever the price was, blitzing through it in, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, and they would be rather pissed, I would imagine, afterwards. I, yeah, I would agree. Even at the same time with adventure gaming and stuff, if you had a walkthrough or you knew what to do, you can blitz through most games from that era really quickly. So its hook isn't the depth of puzzles or the complexity of puzzles, it's just the absurdity of puzzles and knowing yeah, what you've got to do. You're playing against the developers, not against the game. Mm-hmm. But in oh, the defense that. of other adventure oh. games, you mm-hmm. can tell a good chunk of time what's interactable and what's not. Mm-hmm. In this, there since it's all flat, shaded polygons you have no idea what's interactable and what's not until you try it that's yeah like i mean even something that's, as bad that's... as king's quest the later yeah, King's Quest, like yeah. two three you'll see like a little sparkle on the ground or something yeah yeah, yeah. like okay yeah i know that's interactable whereas this mm-hmm. it's it you're you're wolfensteining it you're just rubbing your body all over everything until something moves mm-hmm. i get you i don't like it for that um if if we're going to carry on with the not liking, do you want to know what my biggest gripe is? Above Ooh. that, yes, the controls. Oh, you mean the fact that you have to push the jump button before you power the game on to make sure that you jump? Oh, I didn't have to do that. I meant the delay is that frigging long. You oh, press the that button. was a sarcastic comment. Yes, that was sarcastic. Right. Yeah, Sorry, oh I thought my. it was some sort of, like, you played it on the SNES and you had to hold down the jump button. <laughs> No, I mean, to get it, 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 it is, you press the button, you could probably go one Mississippi. There we go. Okay. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. I think. Now, control-wise and feel-wise, there is a reason behind all of it. My my reasoning for it is if you've got the gun and you're running and you press the button, you jump. If you stop running and duck and hold the button down, sometimes you'll jump. Sometimes you'll you'll shoot. And if you're lucky, you're holding the button down to put your shield up. It's very, very difficult. The animation cycles are really long, so when you're jumping, you are jumping. And it's all down to the way it was made. And you had a very interesting... You said a word, you said developers, and it wasn't. It was the one guy. It was that... I think his name's Eric Chan... Chan Chahi? Chahi. It's not the only game he's done, too. You really should uh, check out his other stuff. Yeah. But he, he filmed himself jumping and ducking and all this stuff and used that to rotoscope the game we spoke about this game ages ago when we done Prince of Persia and the rotoscopedness yeah George Beckner with yeah. his brother and even down to the Ferrari at the start he videoed a toy Ferrari GTO skidding in to animate that everything was done rotoscoping and it becomes my biggest problem with Prince of Persia as well as the animation cycles are being locked into that jump cycle or the it does my head in it's just a feeling i don't like well there's a all. difference there's a difference right because you play something like castlevania where you press the button or ghosts and goblins where you press the button you're jumping you can do nothing to stop it once you press it but that still feels like a part of the design and the difficulty whereas here it feels awkward and just annoying it does because then paired with the long jump 
you've then got a turning cycle and a ducking cycle and and everything feels like you're you're pressing three buttons ahead of where the guy is actually meant to be yeah that makes sense it just feels it feels off when you get over it if you can get over it and i know last week we were talking about tomba and the jumping and the fact that i hated that and couldn't get over it I powered through this because I did pledge to finish the game. Oh yeah, this is when your you get, year's resolution. Yeah, when you get over it and you get into it, I and and you've got like Google on your side. <laughs> I found and I don't want to go full hipster or anything, but I found quite a lot of it just generally intriguing. Some of the some of the thought behind it and the fact that, you know, later on in the game you are fighting through cells and the cells have those big dog bear buffalo wolf things and gorillas them. and you have gorillas and you have to throw a switch to kill all the the guards there's a there's a theme here they've got these guards have got these things captured there's a coliseum where people are fighting to the death very late in the game you um fire yourself into with an escape pod you fire yourself into what looks like a roman bath house there's a whole society in this tiny wee snippet drawn in here there's a big tower that and it's all in this expansive lonely planet and you've got no idea so i find it quite like i want to know what's going on despite the fact that the end to the game is one of the most garbage things i've ever seen in my entire life i kind of just was like all right that's all right no craig uh could you luke could you please put craig back on the mic i want to talk to him for a second (sighs) uh no you know why I, I will disagree with you, and I'm glad you had fun with it because that's great. I will disagree with you because let's take a game we were just recently playing together, Craig. No, not yes. Blood Bowl because otherwise we just wouldn't oh. be shutting up. Uh, Absolver. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolver is a game that hucks you in the middle of nowhere. You have no context for anything, and the I think the world feels kind of bleh because of it. Yeah. I mean, you need a little bit of story building and, and context there. A bit of lore. Yeah, you need something to at least catch your interest. Here, I don't find that either. Because it's not very lonely, because out of the 18 gorilla people that you actually meet and get shot at by, one of them's on your side. So, you know, one out of every 18 people is your buddy. Eh, that's not bad numbers. So, you know, you're not lonely. You're constantly working with this guy. And it doesn't, what you said about, like, the architecture, it it just feels like, well, this is what I could create. It doesn't feel like a piece flows into a piece. Where, like, you know, if you're walking down the street, you'll go from, like, say, Chinatown into Germantown. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like that. It feels just video game set piece. Here we go. So on that level, it didn't really click with me. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I find it really boring to look at. I I, I, can I, I I can see that. Can I ask a couple questions, sir? Of course. Of course you can. Okay. I'm trying to think of how, how to word this. Hold on. I'm sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> the way you feel about this, uh-huh. gameplay-wise, yeah. is this something that if the controls were tightened and the animation was tightened, you would like this genre of game? No. It's hell. It's hell to play, isn't it, really, when it comes down to it? 
It's helped. Well, that's not what I was just curious because about. Controllers. It's, I'm not saying I, I, I had a really great Friday night, Dave. I played Another <laughs> World. <laughs> I'm really chuffed. I finished it. <laughs> no, like, because there's other games that I think do this better, like Flashback, or even though I don't like them, like Heart of Darkness. Did you ever play that? No, is that not this guy's other big game? Yeah, the PlayStation one. Chahi, what is his name? What was his name again? Eric Chahi. Eric Chahi. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't played that. That that at least the story is interesting. Where a little kid loses his dog gets taken away by aliens, and he's got to go to the alien world to rescue his dog. But it plays like this. So I mean, even that at least has a little bit of interest to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't like. What do they call these cinematic platformers? I think. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. No. Yeah. No cinematic. You're right. Yeah. I can't stand this genre. No, I... Again, I'm glad I play... I can totally and utterly... I've already said the biggest drawbacks of it were pretty much the gameplay, the controls and everything. I did like the way it looked and I did like the mystery to it. But overall, it's not a genre I want as a whole that I want to be delving into. I might, I might pick up Heart of Darkness somewhere along the road just to get that read on what you're saying, but I'm not... I, do you know what I would say though? Do you know what yes. I would say? Like, see if you're listening to this and you've owned another world on every single platform for the past <laughs> 27 years and you really, 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 really just want to get in and play it, just crack open a walkthrough, get in, deal with it and, and play it for the end. The end is one of the most dire, tripe things <laughs> I've ever well, seen. Well, why don't you explain my, the end? You are making your way towards a spaceport and Buddy... Uh, comes in to save the day because you've been man-tackled by one of the thumb people. The thumb people? That's pretty good. I've never heard that. That's good. I like that. (laughs) Have you ever seen Spy Kids 3? I think Spy Kids 3 has thumb people in it and it looks like these guys are horrible. (laughs) I like Uh, thumb people. So you get attacked by one of the thumb people and Buddy comes to take him away. You have to crawl at a snail's pace towards a pulley lever thing. You pull the lever, the guy dies, Buddy's already been killed and you go zooming up into the sky, you teleport up into the roof. Buddy eventually comes back, picks you up, you get on the back of a dragon and then fly off into the sunset. (laughs) I honestly, no idea. No flipping idea what was going on there. And of all the mystery and all that, for as little words spoken, I liked what was going on. I was just like, what? What on earth was that? <laughs> there is another world too, which in which you play Buddy, uh, the, the your Buddy thumb person. And it's been unofficially... Well, it's not unofficially. It has been released. It's been published, developed, and released, but it had nothing to do with the original developer, and he's denounced it as being non-canonical. Can I say that word? Yep, it's non-canonical, and that doesn't happen. The end to this is supposed to be ambiguous, and I'm like, but there's ambiguity in an ending, and then there's ridiculous, and this is right up in the ridiculous <laughs> end of the scale. It feels like uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it's like, well, we ran out of money. Just have them hop uh-huh. on a dragon. That's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty pretty much it. Until until that point, I thought, oh no, what I thought might have been really, really, really meaningful. Not meaningful in the grand scheme of things. Meaningful, meaningful in this game's context is if you died right at that very end. If maybe you helping and Buddy, Buddy escape. 
Exactly. Or something, you know, if, if Buddy escaped and you died, brilliant. Something like that. But, you know, um, okay. I'm not a game developer. So uh, I did play the SNES version for a little bit, and it runs like Stunt Racer FX. It is like 11 frames per second. It is terrible. Oh. Really good soundtrack, but terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas the Genesis, it sounds like the adventures of Farting Lester and his Fart Planet adventure. Uh-huh. It It is, oh my gosh, it sounds terrible, Craig. But, but this, this is a... Oh, it sorry, is smooth. Oh, so I ended up playing the Genesis version just because the game itself was a lot smoother. So if you're going to mm-hmm. play this on like a ROM, I would say go for the Genesis version just because it plays a lot smoother. And if you played on the SNES, a lot of the problems we have with the control and the animation, they're all compounded by how slow it moves. Yeah. I think it's a regular piece of conversation that we have when it comes to playing like Sonic or something is the Mega Drive does have a kind of twangy bass sound chip to it that just doesn't work for some types of music. I personally like it for some some games. I think that Genesis you don't... has amazing soundtracks. Like Alien mm-hmm. Soldier was ace. Yeah, yeah. But for this, nah, I can't see No, a... it was like cosmic spacehead levels bad. Oh, and that's some, not like good. every time you go up the now you can edit this out, but just for us, mm-hmm. you go up the elevators. You know when you're in that uh, complex, you go up the elevators. Yeah. It literally sounded like <laughs> when you went up it. It's like what the hell was that? Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, All right. So, so I want to talk about stuff, Craig, because okay, why do people put this as one of the best games ever? Why does he care about what happens in to another world when there's no canon here? Why? Yeah. Why? Why? Okay. As far as I can tell, people, that part of it that I kind of appreciated slightly, the hipstery, meaningful, take from this what you mill, it's an allegory for this, or it's, you know, it's a reflection on your own soul type. People think, and they might be right, to them but that there's a lot of meaning in this and that it might not play the best but it's over, over overcome by it by the 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 actual game itself and the story and and everything and okay it's just... i'm not being a douchebag here but mm-hmm. and i've been douchebaggery over a lot of games like souls i can go yeah. on for like days on what the existentialism is or near automata yes. oh my gosh but don't 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 say anything i, I didn't say anything but yeah Okay. What are you deriving meaning from? This is a five-year-old story about how he got sucked to another planet, but yeah. made a buddy with the guy on the planet, and they escaped from jail. What What are you getting out of this? I've got no idea. Like, so are you, you asking me that? Or are you yeah, asking, yeah, I was asking, like, I was asking you and the oh, rest no, of the world. I'm not getting in. I'm not getting anything out of that. I just really liked, kind of like the place. I just I, I liked like the fact that it was a bit like uh, an alien world version of Rome. Okay, in a, I, I, in a less okay. Civilized, so so you, know. you just liked the um, architecture. Yeah, I liked the architecture. I liked the fact that it was a bit it was cohesive in that sense, right the way through to the baths at the end. And I thought there's been some thought put into this. The rest of it, the tunnels, the flooding, all of that. Oh, stuff. those stupid vents you got to roll through. Ah, <sighs> honestly. Okay, okay, I'm uh, sorry, the way I misunderstood you, I thought you were getting something meaningful out of this. No, this is the thing, this is what I was saying there, was I don't get it. 
I don't get, and sorry to, to like, obviously, Mr. Developer, if you're listening to this just now, because you might be one of our 30 listeners, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know what? Uh, if you're listening right now and you disagree, send us a letter as to why. Yeah. Because I'm very curious. Because to me, this is and like I, somebody getting feeling out of the discs of Tron. It, I just don't see how that's possible. But anyway, I'm sorry, Craig. Yeah, no, that's it's absolutely fine. I, I don't get it as well, but I don't know. Maybe, and this is this is just a thing. If we were our age just now, right? But in 1991, would it be different? Well, that that's the only thing I can account for. This, yeah, is it's got to be nostalgia. It has yeah. to be. And I guess That's... if you're used to playing things like, no, you know what? You know what? Screw that. Because you can't say, oh, well, what if there was never a game with this kind of story before? Or this and that. Because how many adventure games were released before 91? Um, what? I mean, Final Fantasy was a thing before 91. Yeah. Days, the, all the Mac Venture games were before 91, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave... I know what to do. What? You're you're making a wrong comparison here, I think. Oh, oh, okay. I think. It's a theory. Theory, hear me out. And I'm not defending or attacking either side or anything. But in this genre of cinematic platformer, you mm-hmm. can't really compare a lot of it. I think a lot of it is down to the aesthetic. I think a lot of it's down to the artwork, down to the simplicity of the system and this that I think a lot of it is in that flowery language that lies between game and art oh yeah that place um yeah. I will say one thing about this that if I had seen this in 91 my face would have exploded nothing in 91 looks even close to this no and I, rem- no, I remember doesn't. I mean I'm sure yeah you were young enough to or old enough to where dude anything with polygons was just simply better mm-hmm like, I remember watching terrible TV shows because, well, they're polygons. Obviously, it's better. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I can understand from the aesthetic standpoint of, like, mm-hmm. wow, this game blows my mind. I think it's not worthless, but the only thing you should praise this for is nostalgia. Let's let's final thought it. Just <laughs> lead, lead into your final thoughts there. On you go. Uh, no, I, I was going to... We're old enough now <sighs> to where... We're not upstart little shits who are like, oh, these old games are terrible. Even though a lot of time they're right. We grew up in this era. So the fact mm-hmm. that when we come to it and we still love old games and go, who, boy, this isn't very good. Yeah. It kind of says something. And my my recommendation is if you enjoy this game, seriously, do do email me or the show, because I'd love to open a conversation about it, because I'm curious as all hell. And two, eh, watch the Game Center CX episode. It's better. Hmm. That's that's a fairly solid recommendation. I Thank can you. only build on that. I can't, with all my might, rec- I couldn't recommend this to someone going, oh, what were you playing at weekend? Oh, I was playing Another World. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, you should totally play it. There's, <laughs> there's, that's never going to happen. If you've got that prior knowledge of it, like I have had for the past twenty years that I've been trying to play it, I feel really, I've really chuffed at the fact that I've now finished it. Oh, I'm, I'm ecstatic for you, man. Good job. <laughs> I really, really just like wow, because some of it is rough. Some of it's very rough. 
if you do want to take a bash at it, use a guide, enjoy, if you can, enjoy the look of it, enjoy the fact that you've got to kind of infer so, so much from it. But for the most part, Game Center CX, I'll, I'll see, you, see you right. <laughs> and this is this is another stop on our kind of revelatory trek of we really liked a lot of these games that we've covered for Retro Rewind. But mm-hmm. when you go back and play them again, oh boy, might have been better left yeah. in the old nostalgia machine. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I don't know, we might, end up, we might end up ruining everything we ever loved. <laughs> well, no, because we find new things that we love. Like, you never played Wild oh, Guns true. before this, but, oh, gee, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's been a couple games where it's like, oh, yeah, I've never played that, but you know what? That's really good. And then there's times where you play Tomba, and you're like, oh, oh, well, crap. Yeah. Now, Craig. Yes. This ends in a D, no matter what title you use. And uh, What have you got for us? Give us your D. So the next game we'll be playing for Retro Rewind, continuing on with D, is called Do Re Mi Musical Fantasy. I realize how awful of a person that made me feel to say it. Oh, not Musical Fantasy. I'm sorry. Just Do Re Mi Fantasy. Um, so, yes, uh, I'm going to state something here that I swore I would never do in the beginning, but I'm curious. So if you could, like, leave a review on iTunes or even if it's just a bunch of stars we've kind of been shouting into the void for the last year and a half and it would be nice to see do you want things to change are you happy with the way things are would you rather us just stop and move to Bolivia or something like that I don't know so if you could leave a rating or view or whatever if not it's not the end of the world we're not going to stop doing this but it would be nice to know you know some kind of feedback so Craig Dave say goodnight Good night. Thanks for listening. Bye.